1: You damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Wednesday. We hit hump day, getting ready for the Sweet 16. Football right around the corner. Longhorn fans or anybody that's got a spring game on April 15th, you're 24 days away. There's football notes out there. We got people throwing balls and trying to figure out why. We got people maybe not throwing shade and people are trying to figure out if you can believe that they're not throwing shade. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. Plus at 1230, we're going to start to get into the Longhorns opponent for the Sweet 16. Tell you about those Xavier Musketeers. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's
0: up, Zay? Chad, what up, man? Happy Wednesday, everybody. Dale match play heckling traffic a little bit but we know it brings that money in so it's cool it's cool it's, it, i will take it
1: yeah i was gonna say if your normal path takes you over that bridge it does might want to double check yeah right this week is one of those where you might think wednesday all the way through the weekend you might want to find another route that's my little traffic update for everybody
0: yeah it's fine we got nascar in town too like Oof. it's awesome yeah. texas it's always popping south by southwest just came and went it's always popping down here. Yep. That's why we love it.
1: A lot going on, no doubt about it. We will get into uh, some good football stuff. Uh, we were talking about Mel Kuyper's latest mock draft yesterday. It had Bijan Robinson going 27 to Buffalo. Bijan has made a visit to a different team in the NFL. We'll get into that story too. Um, we will have our normal guests on Wednesday, our insider, Longhorn Insider guest, 105 Justin Wells of Inside Texas and on3.com, 205 Chip Brown on horns247.com flagship podcast the morning brew article chip is going to be in kansas city covering uh the action the the sweet 16 come friday i just talked to jeff howe of 24 uh, horns247.com of course and light the tower he is going to be in kansas city as well so be sure to give those guys a follow when you are uh when you're getting ready to uh, to follow the sweet 16 we'll get all that coming we do need to, I think, start today, Zay. We need to follow this up. If we're going to preview the throwing session of Cam Newton, we should probably review it. I did sit down today and watch some some video of Cam Newton throwing the ball.
0: That's what I'm talking about, baby.
1: Okay. So, first off, Cam Newton uh, he was, he throws at Auburn. And as the story goes, Cam has a little brother named Kalen Newton – who played at three different schools? Started as a quarterback, ended as a receiver, and one of the schools is Auburn. So he invited Cam to come throw. I didn't know that's how it worked. I didn't know that. <laughs> I really didn't. But almost thirty-four-year-old Cam Newton shows up. But it wasn't just that. It wasn't like, hey, look, Cam's going to throw up, uh, th- throw up, show up and throw to his brother to help him out. That wasn't it because. Part of it, the and the brothers quoted as saying, "Oh yeah, you know he's this is a really selfless thing he's doing, but he also wants to show the you know show the NFL guys that he's still good." So Cam throws about thirty passes yesterday, and then does not talk to the media, and you know goes on about his business. And now the videos are getting out there. And yesterday, as we told you and we played for you, Cam was a little bit had a, got kind of into his attitude leading into this. How had all these randos get jobs. There aren't 32 mf'ers better than me. They ain't, Cam. That's how he showed. I feel up. you, dog. That's how he showed up. So, Zay, overall, I'll say I saw good and bad. The good side was I thought there was a little more distance than I thought there would be. A little bit more. It's not the worst of that shoulder that we've seen. There's a little more life in it. So I did see a couple of you know ten and fifteen yard kind of routes. There was a fifty yard bomb. People are talking about that looked all right. Yes, sir. Looked all right. So got a little bit of that. Now, as we talked about yesterday, there's you know at times there's there's footwork issues and it, and then the feet are a little
0: bit slow. But when he when he sets and what do you mean footwork? You're a quarterback. You throw. You throw you don't need no footwork. No, dad. footwork you don't, footwork's yeah. Footwork not, important. not that okay. important. Right. No, not when you're an MVP Heisman winning quarterback. Cuz to me
1: Cam is not like we, we made the comparison the other day to Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> but to me Cam, especially with this shoulder the way it is now, he just doesn't seem to be able to go off plan. All, you know, to different what are they what do they call it with arm angles, different, you know, levels or whatever. He doesn't seem to be able to do that. Like a Ben Roethlisberger could in his prime, because Ben could always Ben could have five guys hanging off of him and figure out little ways to you know move the ball. Cam just feels like he needs to have everything nice and clean for him right now. And when he was able to step into throws, he made a couple good throws. Now to the negative side of it, there were some air mails too. Mm. Not a ton of them, but there were a couple that you know he flat out overthrew the you know overthrew the receiver. Then there's the part of it that I would particularly criticize Cam for if he is trying to get back to the NFL. This is your opportunity to throw at a a pro day. That means you get to script everything, and there are no defenders. Zay, he scripted scramble throws (laughs) in this workout. So to me, he scripted what they already know. We know you can move a little bit. We know you can use your athleticism and maybe get yourself out of trouble and people are hanging off of you or whatever. Okay. At one point, he scripted a play where he didn't throw what looked like the route, and then he just told the receiver. He started pointing downfield like, go, go, and the receiver takes off on a go route and he throws the ball to him. It's
0: like, okay. On the money, though. It was on the money.
1: It was, it was there, yeah. It was okay.
0: Okay, that's what I'm talking
1: about. Another thing overall, the ball just does not jump out of his hand it, it, the way that it used to. Whatever you consider Cam Newton's prime, the ball just doesn't have as much of a lively look to it. It don't got that pop. It doesn't have the pop. Whoever that kid was throwing with him, I did not look it up to see who it was, if that's an Auburn quarterback or whatever, that guy had more life on his passes than Cam did. Oh, yikes. So I don't think that looks great. But again, you're scripting this weird moment. Another weird moment was a guy runs a route, Cam airmails him by a yard and a half, two yards, and then immediately grabs another football, has a <laughs> football thrown to him, and then he yells at the guy, and the guy turns and Cam throws him the ball, the second ball. And I'm like, wait a minute, you just showed us that you missed a 15-yard out, and now you think throwing a 15-yard stop to the same guy after missing him matters what are you what are you doing this is your chance to script for these NFL Scouts and that's kind of how he chose to to go and also back to Cam Newton and the way he can kind of be when it started not when it started going the way it was going guess what happened to his face it dropped mope. It dropped. mopiness Went a little mopey, oh, and then he fin- and he finished the mopey Sunday by putting that cherry on top of. And I'm not going to talk to you, media people, <laughs> or you, NFL. V- Bye. <laughs> I'm out. Okay, Cam. All right. That was the Cam Newton workout yesterday.
0: Oh, that's so sad, man. He's so delusional, and it's depressing because you know. That cockiness and arrogance is kind of what gave him his edge when he was good. Mm -hmm. And that was what we loved about him, you know, seeing that guy laughing and smiling and joking around and then putting up 300 yards through the air, 100 yards running. He might be running over dudes, MVP type season. Like, that's what we love about Cam Newton. And now that it's gone, but he still has that arrogance in his head like he's still that guy. Like Mm -hmm. he's still him, as these kids say nowadays. He ain't him no more. And that, what you just described, like, that's all of it. And it's sad. And sometimes you just got to know when to hang it up. And you know what, XFL? That ain't bad for Cam. But that hurts his pride. He yeah, can't have that. I he, yeah. he, he's he he too prideful that. To for that. You right. know what I'm saying? What will what all the homies think? What will all the people that are still in this ear saying, man, Desmond Ritter, he ain't ish. You better than him. Yeah. You know he got people behind his back saying crazy stuff like that. Like his brother who invited him to this yeah, event.
1: Right. And again, I didn't know that's how that worked. So then the team doesn't get a say
0: on oh okay, all right. But if you're Auburn, you can't say no to Cam Newton. We we get that. I don't know if somebody else specs text line, I don't know if Cam Newton is better than Malik Willis. I I I don't know that. I think they're around maybe the same. Yeah. Again, last time he was a
1: starter, 0-5, four touchdowns, five picks. Has not started a game since 2021, if I am not mistaken. Uh, and somebody did text him, but that Auburn practice facility is nice. It is nice. Right, Chad? Yeah, right, it is. You're right. You're absolutely right. And that's the kind of stuff. When we talk about Texas and the bubble, and but that's the kind of stuff you're competing with. Just paying, Just That's where you're headed. Ugh. That's that conference you're headed into. Places like that? Yeah, big-time facilities. Somebody says, so Cam is Uncle Rico now. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. I was not overly dazzled, but I don't matter. What matters is, is there one NFL guy there that saw something
0: yesterday? But again, Shad, as a quarterback, for a wide receiver, Cam's attitude is great. Because that's how wide receivers act: arrogant, think them, think about themselves, majority of the time, want the ball all the time. For a quarterback at his age, which we talked about yesterday, he's a backup. He doesn't want to accept that, whatever. But if he wants to be on the NFL roster, he has to change a lot of things. His attitude, that's the main one. Because when you're a backup, you still got to be that leader in the locker room where you can pull guys aside that haven't been what you've been through, that haven't been to the Super Bowl or had MVP-type status. Pull them to the side and let them know, yo, you got to do this and that if you want to get to where you want to go, and that's being the best football player that you want to be. But Cam's not that guy. No,
1: he can't stay out of the way can't
0: stay out the way. He's no, no. an issue. He is a distraction.
1: And that's what we talked about yesterday. Again, the guy I always compare him to. Finally, Jameis Winston has learned to back off. That's what's allowed him to be a backup in this league. And I still don't know if he's gotten a full opportunity. The Saints situation for him was so weird. To me, he hasn't gotten a full-on opportunity to show he could be one of 32. But Cam can't even get there. Right. Another guy that I know has that attitude, that you just know it. If there's a point in his career where somebody puts Kyler Murray in this type of discussion, Ooh, it won't go well. It will not. It will not go well. He sees himself as a starter. Cam Newton sees himself that way. So here's another thing to watch. If you go watch the Cam Newton throws, think to yourself. If, this is what I do all the time when I'm looking at combine throws, too if a defender was there and you're in a full game is that where the ball needs to be and i don't mean neighborhood i mean street corner i mean lamppost i mean is it on that spot couple throws where he's throwing kind of that kind of a, a just a basic slant route where the receiver needs to turn and have it boom and go, the ball makes him turn a little further than Ooh, he needs to. Yeah, You know what I mean? I do. little bit. Or the ball's a little up when it doesn't need to be. Just little stuff like that. Cam, you know, Cam's got to – those are those little things to work on. Will someone give him the opportunity to work on them? I don't know, man, at almost 34.
0: One of the best things that Jameis Winston did when he went to New Orleans and you saw the growth in his maturity was when he said – I am learning from one of the greatest all time in Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. That's when I was like, okay, Jameis, you want to stick around in this league. Your pride, like you've squashed your pride a little bit and you understand that you are right. You're just good enough to be on the roster and you can win a couple of games depending on the team, depending on coordinator and situation, but you're not one of these franchise guys So you have to say things like that. Mm -hmm. And to your Kyler Murray point, to what we're talking about with Cam, there's just some guys that can't do it. They can't do it, but it's a big reason why they've gotten here in the first place. Sure. Yeah, having yeah. that attitude, having that arrogance. Nobody could F with me. I'm the baddest mother in the world. Mm-hmm. No one could, you know, I'm, I'm one of the greatest high school football players of all time, Kyler Murray. Like, you have to have that edge and that juice, but there comes a point in time where the father time gets you. It, yeah. it just does.
1: Somebody texted in that's what Vince could never do. He couldn't swallow his pride and just be a backup. Maybe it's a little bit, yeah. There's, a little bit, more going there's on. a little bit of that. There's a little more to that story, too, <laughs> yeah, in other ways. And I'm sure there's more. more to the Cam story because the biggest thing in the Cam Newton story is the shape of that shoulder. And that, again, the best news I can tell Cam Newton fans is it looked better than I thought it would. A little more zip in that shoulder than I thought. Still not as much as I'd like to see, but it's a little bit livelier now. Maybe the year off because, again, last season he really didn't do anything. So he's been able to rest it, and it looks a little bit better now that he's you know, trying to come back. And that's
0: another issue. Like, he's going to get hit. He's going to get hit. And mm-hmm. these previous seasons have shown he's not durable enough to give you what you want out of him. You know, like, he's just not. Well, and, and the also, way he plays, like, instinct's going to take over. Yeah. He's going to realize, oh, man, these edge guys, they're coming for me. Ain't nobody down the field. I'm going to tuck it and run. And okay, you're gonna get hit eventually, Cam. And
1: nowadays, at almost 34, he's gonna be on the ground before the word and comes into his brain. <laughs> Let's see? Right? Yeah. I gotta run and bomb down. I'm already down. He's almost 34 years old. This isn't, Cam- when Cam Newton tries to put his foot in the ground now, it is not the way it used to be. It's not. Gotta be a little different. So uh, if you saw it, if you have some comments on it, let us know. Here's one uh, before we leave this topic for now Cam or Baker Mayfield? Right
0: now, Baker. Yeah, Baker. Me too. Yeah, I don't know why I took such a deep breath. Got to lean Baker. Do you have some Baker?
1: Do you have some of those things you might worry about in the locker room? Yes, but does Baker Mayfield have more of an argument right now to be a starter? I'd say absolutely. Yes, absolutely. With the arm and some of the stuff he showed you last year with the Rams, that's what you know. That's what Cam's going to need to do. He's going to need to make some kind of argument to get back. But first, he's going to have to be willing to be one of sixty-four to get – he's going to have to be willing to do the Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, that kind of stuff. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not saying he's that kind of quarterback, you know what I mean? But be willing to have that mindset. I'll go wherever I need to go. Mm -hmm. That's right. Maybe not as far as Josh Johnson. That's a lot of traveling. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Just be willing to be that guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think Baker at this point of his career, he don't got many chances left. No. Baker no. Mayfield, Lake Travis, great. I know y'all love him. Whatever. He ain't got many chances left. So he has the right attitude. About yeah. it. You saw that in Los Angeles. Like, yo, know, I'm just happy to be here. I'll do whatever it takes. You give me an opportunity. I just want to make the best of it. You'll see him on the sidelines talking to guys, talking to his linemen, trying to be inspirational, trying to keep them. Headbutting them without a helmet yeah, on. Yeah, that's a little much. Yeah. But still, that's we know that's how Baker is. That's how he gets down. I wouldn't want that from my franchise quarterback, but it's Baker Mayfield. Could we
1: make an argument that Baker – like, Baker with Tampa now is kind of like Cam's opportunity in New England where you felt like it might have been his last shot to be a starter? Yeah. Because if, if this doesn't work for Baker Mayfield in Tampa, if he doesn't become the starter, if Kyle Trask beats him out, what now? But Kyle Trask was our second-round second pick. Like, he ain't rump roast. No, no, no I, I agree, but I'm just saying, if I. If a first overall pick in the draft gets beaten out by a second-round quarterback,
0: That's what, that, a what does that mean for yeah. Baker yeah.
1: at that point? We'll, we'll see. Uh, but the Cam Newton thing was interesting yesterday. That video is out there if you want to go check it out. Um, not every angle you see cuts Cam Newton out of the throws like they like his, his side of it was doing. So you can actually see
0: a little bit more of what's going on. Like Baker Mayfield has his flaws, but he can convince you sometimes – and make you believe as a team. Mm -hmm. And that's what he has going for him. I don't know what, it's weird. We know he's crazy as hell. You know, he'd be running from the police and stuff. He got that in him. But he still just has that moxie where like old school quarterback that, oh, I was a walk-on, that Texas tag, nobody wanted me. Like he he has that, and you admire that of him. With Cam, it's just delusional.
1: yeah, now we're to a weird point. Yeah, we're to a weird point with uh with Cam Newton. So, we'll we'll see where that goes. By the way, it's nice of you to say that he ran from the police. <laughs> he only got up to race walking when that guy tackled him. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Baker never got to a run. (laughs) In that particular video He tried He did He did He really thought he was invisible For about a half a second Mm. And then he realized he was not So the Cam Newton story Will get us started today We also need to get into The Giselle story At some point Giselle Bündchen Ends the silence She does an interview With Vanity Fair Talking about the divorce With Tom Brady What happened And going after all the rumors And all that stuff We'll get to some of that Also up next We got a preview Of the Xavier Musketeers Longhorns taking on Xavier Friday evening. Zay will give you some of his thoughts on Xavier and what kind of a matchup does he think this will be for Texas? Plus, Bijan Robinson making some trips before the NFL draft. If you're a Cowboys fan, yeah, this trip's going to hurt a little bit. Could they actually take him, though? We'll look at the draft and Bijan and talk about that, too. Don't move. It's the horn. All right, I know that little lead-in. I just need to hear the voice because I got like three things in my head. Here we go. Ah, yes. Okay, all right. I had had like three different bands in my head When that song started I'm like wait a minute Kind of sounds like a rat tune Nah maybe not them Sort of has a little vixen feel But wait a minute Isn't there a voice coming here I'll know That's Jack Russell So this is Great White That's right There we go So this is uh, What's it called Um, Is this Lady Red Light? There you go Okay Which by the way is exactly what you think it is This is not a Hard thing to figure out. Yeah. Lady Red Light. We are singing about prostitutes (laughs) here, kids. (laughs) We are singing about prostitutes, kids.
0: Yeah, it looks like on the album cover, once bitten, they just have some attractive blonde. Looks like she's naked wearing a necklace with like sharp teeth. Of course. That's her great
1: wife. Clever, very clever. Very clever. Very clever. This is super 80s. Hairband era clever right here. Ah, Lady Red Light. Great White gets us started today. It's Chad and Zay on this Wednesday. We got football stuff. We talked about Cam Newton throwing yesterday at Auburn. We'll get into that Giselle story at some point. We'll get you a preview of Xavier coming up. Speaking of Xavier and the rest of the bracket, don't forget about the All-Stat Bracket Challenge. We know everybody's bracket might be busted. Well, not everybody's. Zay's is still looking pretty good. But Texas is still in the running. Somebody's got to win this thing. Check HornFM.com. See where you stacked up in the Allstat Bracket Challenge. Remember, bragging rights and a 55-inch TV are on the line, thanks to audio-visual consultations. And I checked today, there is a busted bracket function that you can use on there. So if you have, uh, you know, gone awry, if it's all messed up, I literally filled out another one today, just real quick, uh, so you can do that, get a little bragging rights, and at least say you got the Sweet 16 stuff picked correctly. Also, remember, uh, if you are interested in those final four tickets, register to win a pair of tickets for the Women's tournament. For the stuff, obviously, up in Dallas or the men's tournament in Houston. And uh, sign up at hornfm.com. It's courtesy of Sentex Tickets. Shout out to Syntax Tickets for being a great partner. Tickets do not include travel or lodging. You must be 18 or older to enter and win. But one winner and a friend are going to the women's Final Four. One winner and a friend are going to the men's Final Four. And remember, one household can't win both. So you do that math and figure out what you need to do, hornfm.com. Uh, also, quick note as we get into basketball discussion here, our man Scott Spinelli was unable to join us yesterday because he's a busy man, the former Boston College interim coach and does a show on Believe, the Believe Network. We've had him on. We'll get his breakdown tomorrow at 1230. So we'll get him at 1230, former coach's perspective. At 2 o'clock, our man Brandon Lang will show up with wise guy's perspective betters perspective on these games and right in the middle of it at 105 we are hoping to visit with Jeff Howe of Horns247.com assuming that he has landed safely in Kansas City by then we all know how air travel can be nowadays so yeah. it may take him a second we're hoping that everything everything will be good. Uh, Alright Zay Texas and Xavier on Friday night it's the last game to tip that's got to be a weird thing for Texas too that you got to roll through all of this all of Thursday you're the last game on Friday. Uh, Once all of the excitement wore off for you at the Penn State game and you start looking at Xavier, what does this
0: matchup say to you? Texas and Xavier? You could see why they're a Sweet 16 team. I mean, let's talk about the Big East for a second because they had their conference champ and regular season champ go out in the second round, yet they put three teams in the Sweet 16 with Creighton, Xavier, and Gosh, I'm missing one. i don't know who it is. But there's three. There's three. Okay. So with with Xavier,
1: but Marquette's in there. Marquette. Right?
0: Marquette. No, 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 Marquette lost.
1: You're saying other than oh. other
0: than Marquette. Yeah, another teammate. But we'll we'll get to that. Somebody will remind us on the specs text. Line. I got you. I'll find it. So here. Xavier, they play a lot like Texas. They have a lot of really good guards. Suley Boom. He is their best player. He's the UTEP transfer. So him and Ronnie Terry, they have a relationship with Coach Terry, coaching him at UTEP, and he's been a lot of places. And they're a team that, like UT – They have a lot of veterans, a lot of upperclassmen, five-year seniors. Jack Noonji, the seven-footer, he came from Iowa. I just talked about Boom coming from UTEP, Kobe Jones. He's been around a long time. Adam Kunkel, he's been around a long time. All those guys, they can do different things, and they do different things really well. Sean Miller, he's a good coach. Say what you want about him. Is he sleazy? Yeah, he's sleazy, but he could coach. And now he's back at Xavier. They love him up there in that Cincinnati area. He was an and assistant
1: for a while. Isn't that the connection back in the day? Wasn't he assistant on it? I want to say staff? he was a head coach or there. Or maybe he had coach I, I, before he went up to Now, there to are Arizona. two
0: Millers, and I get them both confused. Yeah, that's they true. They look exactly the same. Yeah, they they, <laughs> they could <can laughs> trick me big time. Yeah, they trick me like yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I feel like they've been... Some of the similar spots, but a good point. They, you know, they lost their big man Zach Fremantle. UConn, there it is. UConn, thank you so much on Mount Specs text line. UConn, which is really good. Yeah, UConn. They're looking really yes, good right why didn't now. I think of Yeah, that. Big East was absolutely loaded this season, and you see the Big Twelve. They only got two in the Sweet Sixteen with Kansas State and Texas. But yeah, you gotta stop solely blue. Uh, boom, that dude off the dribble pulls up from anywhere, great change of pace, and he's been around such a long time, played so much basketball, he reminds me a lot of Marcus Carr. He's averaging around 17 points a game this season. Him and Marcus Carr play a lot similar, like the pull-up jumper, will pull up for threes on fast breaks, you know, can pass, just makes really good decisions, and Sean Miller gives them a lot of responsibility, so the offense runs through him, but when he doesn't get it going, they could throw it to somebody like Kobe Jones, who's averaging 15 at 6'6", I think this is going to be Timmy Allen's matchup because both of those guys are around the same height and Kobe Jones, he could do a lot of good things. Now the guy who worries me a little bit, that won't necessarily be on the Scout report but was the reason they won their first round game against Kennesaw State Jerome Hunter he had 24 that game and now with Fremantle their other big they were starting Nungi and Fremantle at the beginning of the year and they looked like a team that could win the national championship then then Fremantle like breaks his foot and he's out for the rest of the season he was averaging 15 points a game so now with Hunter in he's more of a Swiss army knife around 6'8", bang inside. He can shoot outside a little bit, but he doesn't want to shoot the three. He's only shooting 11%, but he will shoot it just so you can respect him. I watched that game, a couple of their games uh, uh, in the Big East tournament. He will shoot it just so you could close out and respect it, which will allow guys like Adam Kunkel to really get going, who hit five threes in their last game. So They they got a lot of guys that could do a lot of things. They're not very deep. Sean Miller only played seven The other night, so he doesn't want to, you know, play guys. He doesn't want to play a lot of guys. Most of the guys are going to get majority of the minutes. They're starting five. And like we talked about yesterday, you know, with the way they're calling the tournament, they're not calling any fouls. It will allow your main guys to play majority of the minutes. So they blew out Creighton in the Big East tournament by 22. You see what Creighton's doing right now mm-hmm. and how they look the other day. Ryan Nimhardt 30 points and beating them by 22. They got drove by Marquette in that Big East championship game. But, you know, and I, I saw in that one, Adam Kunkel, he got – Dominated by Cam Jones and Tyler Kohlig. Both of those guys were first team all big E's for Shaka Smart's team. So this is gonna be a really big game for Tyrese Hunter. I think he's the guy when Serge Bari Rice enters the game and you have that three-guard lineup of Carr Hunter and Rice, everybody majority of the time puts their worst. Perimeter defender on Tyrese Hunter because Tyrese Hunter he's not as aggressive as Marcus Carr or Sergio Barry Rice. He, they're not he's not looking for a shot like those guys are. He just takes what comes to him, which is catching shoots. You know, sometimes attacking, just picking the spots. Tyrese Hunter really has to be aggressive in this game if the Horns have won a chance because Noonji, I think him and Dylan Dessou. We know how good Dylan Dessou's been the twenty-eight and ten the other night against Penn State, but. Jack Noonji, he's good, and he's skilled too. So this might be another time where you – put Christian Bishop and Dylan DeSue in at the same time, because I think Dylan, uh, uh, Christian Bishop, he could hang with, um, excuse me, Jerome Hunter. He could definitely hang with him, especially the physicality that Jerome Hunter could put on guys, but if you attack guys like Adam Kunkel, you can't hide him. And Sean Miller wants to play him 35 minutes because he's such a good shooter, but he's the slow-footed guy on the team. If Tyrese Hunter could attack that guy and attack all his matchups and and keep the pressure on, um, keep the pressure on Xavier. Then the horns, they got a good chance to move on to the Elite Eight. Uh,
1: Specs Text Line is there for you. Three three seven, three seven seven six. Somebody texted Xavier looks like they want to move fast on offense up the court. Pace wise, is that correct? Does Xavier want to get out and
0: go? Yeah, but they'll play any style. They'll play any style. They will slow it down, throw it to Nunji, and Nunji, he has good footwork. Now He's Nungi, a solid big man.
1: If people remember the name, he was at Iowa Yeah, before. They have three guys that transferred. Uh, you mentioned Boom already, San Francisco and UTEP. Kunkel was at Belmont before this, and then Nunji was uh, at Iowa. So This is a great example of the transfer portal era of college basketball.
0: Yeah, yeah, a lot of grown-ass men on that Xavier team. That's yeah. why they're very similar to Texas. They got a good big man that could score. They got guards that could shoot it. They got a really good point guard that makes things happen with his playmaking and his scoring ability and boom. And then they got pretty athletic wings that are physical and could fill up the scoreboard too. So th- this is a really good squad, and you can see why they got second place in the Big East tournament, which the Big East is showing yeah. us with those three teams. Yukon, UConn, Creighton, and Xavier, that they might be the most underrated Power Six conference left in the tournament.
1: And then just to clarify again, you said once Fremantle suffered that injury, he's been out the rest of the season. Yeah, he's
0: done. He he's has that out. surgery. Gotcha. Okay. Which he would have been a problem. if he would have played, but But they they would have been a different team with a different style if he would have been playing. But as you're pointing out, Hunter
1: sounds like he's really, really stepped up for them. 24 in the last game for Hunter? No, against Kennesaw State, the first round. The first round game, 24. Gotcha. Uh, Texas and Xavier, remember, it is the late, late tip on Friday. And because we pretty much know it's going to push a little past 845, it's an 8. 30, pregame start on the network for you here on the Horn. And then tips should be around 9, scheduled for 845. Obviously, the Houston-Miami game is before that. We'll be talking tournament throughout the week. That trip B. John Robinson made was to Philadelphia. He tweeted out a picture of uh, of Philly, so he's making a little extra visit here to Philadelphia. Philly picks 10th, and Philly picks 30th. Zay, I know for sure they could have him with one of those picks, but I'm not sure they could have him with both of those picks.
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll see if the Eagles do something, maybe try to move up, but nah, I don't think they could get him at 10. That's too early, and 30, he'll be gone by then. 30's gone, yeah,
1: they got to figure that out. What you wonder is, would they like him enough that when you get to that neighborhood where the Cowboys are about to pick, especially if the Cowboys don't take him, are the Eagles headed up? Somewhere. Would the Eagles head up ahead of the Cowboys just to make sure? That'd be so petty. Move a little bit. Move a little bit to make sure they get Bijan Robinson. We'll keep our eyes uh, peeled on that when Mel Kuyper's last mock had Bijan go in one pick after the Cowboys at 27. To the Bills. All right, coming up next in the crap bag, good seats still available, but oh, it is going to cost you. Plus, Giselle comes clean about what happened with Tom, and it doesn't really sound that salacious. Come on, Giselle. This is the horn.
0: Chad and Zay.
1: Goodness gracious. It is Wednesday. And on the list of musical artists that do not care what you think of them, I'd say Cindy Lauper's pretty high up there. Oh, I love me some Cindy Lauper. She Bop by Cindy Lauper, correct? Correct. I can tell you what this song's about, but your kids might be listening. So Uncle Chad will save them. Y'all look that up if you don't know. Cindy Lauper, this is from the. First record. The more I think about it, the more I think that somewhere in the album discussion, you and I both just need to listen to Cindy Lauper's first album and see what it's like. It was a monster hit. Yeah, monster stuff. I love Cindy Lauper. Money changes everything. This one, girls just want to have fun. Uh, I have not listened to that whole record though. Cindy Lauper and Great White getting us started today. Yo, um, is I don't know what she's talking about in this song. What's Cindy talking about? Well, she's uh. She's talking about making sure you take care of yourself. That's what she's talking about. Okay, one should always be able to take care of themselves before they can take care of anybody else. Okay, that's what Cindy's talking about. Uh, I've been also watching. Yeah, because
0: bot means different things.
1: Yes, it can mean very, uh, yeah. very different uh, things. Yeah, you know. Yes. Cindy is talking about a specific type of bot okay. in the song. Um, I'm also watching some documentaries on WWE stuff from back in the day, and Cindy Lopper is a huge ingredient in why the WWE, WWF then, became as big as it was, why WrestleMania number 1 was as big as it was, Cindy and Captain Lou Albano getting together, the MTV thing, the Rock and Wrestling connection, Cindy Lauper is a huge reason why wrestling is as big as it is today, why Vince McMahon was able to make that work the li- the little short the little short crazy singer with the red and yellow hair yeah she was a big part of it man because then once they got to WrestleMania she was there Liberace was there Muhammad Ali was there and it just exploded
0: I never knew that
1: yeah it's a really cool part of the story apparently it was somebody those two on a plane maybe started talking and realizing they kind of respected each other and liked each other what they were doing and then yeah and then they were everywhere together Captain Lou screaming and yelling he's her he's her dad in the video. Of girls just want to have fun. That's Captain Lou Albano, the guy who wore rubber bands all over his face. You remember Captain Lou? Are you too young for Captain I Lou? I might be too young for Captain Lou. I don't Cap- know who you're talking about. Captain Lou was a nut, nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> he was awesome. All right, uh, let's get you a little crap bag here featuring a great seat if you have the money. Here you go.
0: Chad's Crap Bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just... Think
1: of a bag of crap. Oh, boy. Here we go. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. You know how the hot dogs and a lot of stuff have gotten really expensive at baseball games. Well, check this one out. The New York Mets have an elite sponsor and an even more elite place to sit. They've announced they will open a members-only speakeasy behind Citi Field's right field fence Called the Cadillac Club in honor of their founding owner. Memberships and the first row, Zay, cost twenty-four thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars per seat, twenty-five grand a seat for the first row. Damn. Good news is, now those are all gone, but the good news is we still have some great seats available in rows three and four. They're only nineteen thousand a seat only 19,000. Come on down. Members are entitled to buy guest passes. Oh, that's so nice of you. With the cost and available availability varying for uh, by the date and of course who the Mets are playing, the club will have be limited to 25 or 30 members and the club is climate controlled. Includes a private bar with field views, lounge seats, flat-screen TVs, in-seat storage, and personal beverage coolers. An in-stadium concierge is provided as well. Food, wine, beer, and soft drinks are included, and cocktails are available.
0: (laughs) Yo, I don't care if Keith Hernandez and Daryl Strawberry are back playing. I ain't paying that.
1: Okay, let me understand that last sequence Food, wine, beer, and soft drinks are included, and cocktails are available. You're telling me if I'm willing to pay 25000 a seat for the, for the right to be there and all that mess, I can't have a cocktail for free? You're making me pay for the cocktail? It's New York City, baby.
0: Dude, that is crazy. Uh, the- Yo, y'all ain't the Yankees, Mets. Dude. I can see the Yankees doing something like this, but y'all... Like high eighty six was a long time ago. Hey, they just you know you know what this is about. They think
1: it because they got Verlander. You know people are gonna show up. He's been there
0: for like a year, if that.
1: Yeah, they're just trying to get. I
0: someone. mean, Kate Upton, I get her showing up. <laughs> yes, like you gotta make some moves when she walks in the building. But this seems a little much. Oh my goodness,
1: that is. Yeah, that is a little, 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 uh, little hefty, little bit hefty there. All right, elsewhere in the crap bag, shout out to Holly Holm, one of my favorite fighters in UFC. When you when you kick Ronda Rousey's head near about off her body and change her whole career, we're always going to remember you, Holly Holm. Six fight deal at forty one years old. You go, Holly. We haven't really seen that on the women's side yet. There've been some men in UFC over forty years old, go on runs, go after titles and go get you know go get titles um you know at an extended age. We haven't really seen the women's divisions haven't really been around long enough, I guess, for it to happen. Holly's gonna kinda maybe try to be the first one to do it. Be careful. Be careful. You get you if you get in a cage with Holly home and they close that door from the inside, from the outside rather be careful! Be careful
0: when she starts kicking, man. Yeah, she, she don't play. She's a kickboxing legend. So, what's the like age range for women fighters?
1: Um, I like mean,
0: prime. Like, what's what do you usually see? Like, what's lioness? What's her name? Nunez. Nunez. I think Nunez is into her thirties now. My gut would be like late twenties. Okay. I mean, that was what I would think, but that would be forty, man. Yeah, exactly. She is. Nunez is
1: 34, okay. so to me, late 20s into those early to mid-30s, that's probably the prime.
0: And Ronda, she's probably mid-30s Prime at this point.
1: Ah, uh, yes, I'll check on that one, but I think you're probably right about that. Yeah, and rhondas I've not heard anything about Ronda wanting to come back. I think Ronda's done, done. Because now she and 36, a little older. Yeah. Yeah, 36 for Ronda. But, yeah, it's got to be tough to do, man, trying to do what. Uh, Randy Couture is the first one that pops in my mind. Randy Couture won the heavyweight championship at 42 in UFC. Damn. 42 years old. Crazy. It's that old man stream. It is, yeah. Some of those dudes are just dudes they're just fighters man all right so there's your crap bag we do it every day about this time at 12 45 coming up next justin wells of inside texas and on three.com he is a cowboys fan so we'll see what he thinks of brandon cooks and ronald jones but also we'll get his thoughts on texas football as we're only 24 days away from the spring game you got guys coming off of injury great news for texas fans this week we'll ask his uh, thoughts on that And what does he think of the Texas-Xavier matchup in basketball? All that is coming up. Stay with us. This is The Horn.